Welcome back, everybody. Another edition here of the Auburn Undercover podcast on the 24-7 Sports Network. My name is Nathan King, joined here by Jason Caldwell, instant reaction podcast to the news of the day here on Thursday. And that is that Auburn got its guy in the transfer portal at the quarterback position. Auburn's been poking around at a number of players, and obviously the quarterback position was something they knew needed to be addressed once Bo Nix decided to leave for Oregon. And they got their guy in Zach Calzada. So second straight season that Auburn has brought in another SEC West starter into the program last year was TJ Finley, who started five games for LSU. Um, Zach Calzada started 10 games for Texas A&M this season. Um, And Jason, you reported earlier in the week um, that he was set to visit Auburn, visited, got here on Wednesday, um, and then, you know, got on, got onto campus as a visitor and left as a, as a part of um, the team moving forward. And so I guess just from your perspective, how did this kind of go down? What, what was it that sparked the mutual interest between those two sides early on? Um, and I guess kind of what are your early impressions of, of Calzada becoming an Auburn quarterback now? Yeah. You know, I think anytime you, you, you have a connection in a, in a portal, there's normally a couple of things. You've either you know, recruited a guy before um, or you've seen the guy in person. And that's where this one comes in. Auburn and Brian Harson saw Zach Calzada in person. Um, you know, and all, all people remember about that game is that Texas A&M didn't score an offensive touchdown. What people forget is, you know, he got banged up pretty good and came back in with a pretty pretty good shoulder injury in that game and just kind of gutted it out and kept playing. He was he was wrapped up in that game. And I probably wasn't right the rest of the year. And so I think that probably had a big impact on the way they finished. But, um, you know, I think he's a tough guy, uh, really strong arm, very physical. He kind of reminds me, he's not as athletic, I don't think, but he kind of reminds me of Justin Herbert a little bit. You know, saw him on the field at Oregon a few years ago. He kind of reminds me of the same kind of guy that, you know, that big strong arm quarterback, maybe because they both wear number 10, it might be, you know, imprinted in my brain a little bit too, but in that regard. But um, no, I think he's a really good fit. Um, I think, you know, as I said, I, I think Auburn improved its quarterback room from yesterday to today. That's kind of the goal. That's what you're looking to do. Can you get better? And, and I think they got better with the addition of Zach Calzada. We'll see if it's good enough. Uh, is it good enough? What we don't know is is what anybody does from year to year in a new system, new players. Um, but I do think he's talented. I think he's got the talent to play and, and excel at this level. And he's shown glimpses of that. Now can you get it to be – You know, if he's a guy, can you get it to be – more uh, consistent day in and day out. Yeah, you, just what you talked about there, the fit, he, he's definitely uh, more of a pro-style quarterback than what Auburn had last year. But, you know, he's similar to TJ Finley in terms of a guy who wants to stand in the pocket. That's where he wants to do his damage. Um, six foot four, 210 pounds, has the ability to push the ball down the field with a strong arm, like the Justin Herbert um, that you were talking about. Just what do you think he can bring to this offense in terms of that kind of a quarterback and like you said, seems like they got a little bit better. Um, and that's like you said, that's what you want to do. His comparisons now to TJ Finley, what are some things that you think maybe could give him an advantage over Finley? And then just overall going into this quarterback battle, which is you know four people now, because you can't count out the, the, the redshirt freshman and the true freshman, um, you know, some qualities that Calzada have, has that might give him an advantage in this competition. Yeah, you know, I think you look at and he's a three-year guy. You know, he's been been at Texas A&M for three years. He now has ten starts under his belt. He knows this league. He knows Auburn football. I mean, this is a guy that played for Cam. He's seven on seven, so he has an idea. I'm pretty sure of what Auburn's all about. Uh, has, has seen Auburn, you know, 
from where he's at in Georgia. He went to the same high school as Derek Brown and was teammates with Cam Brown, Derek's younger brother. So uh, he's he's very familiar with all of them. I think that's one of the things he understands. And there will be a lot of these guys on this team that he's known, whether it be through seven on seven playing against him in Georgia in high school. I think that familiarity is really important for him. But I think when you look at, as you mentioned, pocket in the pocket, I think he's he's the guy that kind of fits the mold of this offense. And um, you know, I do think he's athletic enough that it'll make plays. I think back to to the Auburn game, he made a couple of plays and and runs running the ball that they extend the drives and things. So I think he's athletic enough to do some of those things. Um, but he's going to be a guy that, that you want to, to kind of stand in the pocket, throw the football, um, spread it around. And, and I do think take some deep shots down the field. And I think that's where his strength is. But he's also a guy that has played in a very similar type offense. We saw Texas A&M the last couple of years. Their, their best, you know, their best weapon was Jaden Wildemeyer. Um, you know, the tight end, and, and they threw the ball to the running back. They, they got those guys involved. So he understands playing for Jimbo Fisher, kind of what makes this offense go. You want to run the football, you want to be physical, you're going to use the tight ends, those kind of things. So I think it's kind of a ready-made guy that understands what this system is all about. To me, it's much easier to transition a guy into to kind of this style of play than it would be taking a wide-open type of quarterback and having to do that. We saw Bo Nix, I thought, take some great strides in the last year in that regard. Um, and I thought he improved his play tremendously. I think, you know, if you look at, at that Calzada, I think he's probably a little more ready-made to, to play in this type of offense. You've been having your your ear on the ground there, Jason, covering the transfer recruitments, guys that are considering Auburn at the moment. What is your feeling after they've get, they, you know, they get this guy on board Obviously, somebody that's going to be able to come in and contend for a starting job. What's your feeling on on what they might do moving forward at quarterback? Do you think they're done and they're comfortable with a four man competition, or could they bring in another transfer? Yeah, I've seen some talk that they, they may be interested. I mean, obviously, if you if you could get the right guy, you wouldn't hesitate to take a top level guy. I just think it's going to be hard to do that. I think it's going to be hard to get another transfer guy in to to be the third, you know, the third veteran quarterback in a room, because right now you'd have to consider T.J. Finley a veteran quarterback because he started games in two years. Um, he's been around the game now for a couple of years. He started at two different programs. That, to me, would classify him as, as a vet, even though he doesn't have a ton of experience under his belt. The same for Zach Calzada. I just think it was going to be tough to, to, to get into that mode. Now, if you go down a quarterback, if somebody decides they don't want to be part of it, then that might open the door up for uh, you know another guy to join in, but I I, I think it's going to be hard with with me personally with the need areas you have at other spots, offensive line, wide receiver, some of those other spots. To me, I think the need now is greater on the offensive line and wide receiver than it is adding a fifth quarterback to the room. Speaking of which, um, Jason, you and I haven't linked up since the Kobe Hudson news, um, and also. Auburn got you know a little bit of a, a little bit of a compensation there um, with with a guy like Shedrick Jackson coming back later on in the week. Um, I guess just with with how much how in flux this offense is um, right now, what do you think Auburn needs to do on the transfer level? You talked about it a little bit. Um, getting the offensive line in there, Shed Jackson helps out. Um, what do you think they need to do at both of those positions in order to have an opportunity with a guy like Calzada to to win more games than last year? Yeah, what we still don't know is is, is kind of the what the future holds for guys like Nick Brahms and Austin Trock. Well, obviously, that's two pieces 
that if you put back into play, then you've got experienced guys who would have another year under their belt. Um, but I think even if those guys return, you're looking at, at needing probably a, a, a difference maker at tackle and an instant impact guy at tackle and an instant impact guy at guard. I think you look at those two spots and, you know, it seems to be right now there's, there's kind of about three guys when, when you look at Auburn, you look at, at Torrance, uh, it was just Osiris Torrance who was just on campus along with, with Zach Calzada for a visit, which uh, that could, that could have an impact for Auburn. Um, but, but he played at, at Louisiana, University of Louisiana for Billy Napier. He's supposed to visit the Gators as well as, as, um, you know, I think Ole Miss, somebody else as well. But, you know, that's one that you look at inside. Hunter Norzad is not an early guy. He's going to be a guy that's going to be later in the spring or even the summer. Um, but uh, he's at Cornell right now. And then Mason Brooks, offensive tackle at West Kentucky, who's scheduled to be on campus early next week. To me, those three, those three guys, if you get two of those, you'd have to feel pretty good about what you've done in terms of beefing up the offensive line. Um, but I do think, yeah, I, I think it's somewhere along the line. Um, you know, last year they went out and got Demetrius Robertson. Um, he gave them a veteran presence, but it, it wasn't the pick-me-up that I think everybody had, had hoped it would be. You're looking for a guy that's going to be a 60-70 catch-a-guy, 8-10 to 10 touchdown kind of guy. And he was solid, but he wasn't that guy. I, I think that's what you're looking for. Can you add that type of player uh, to allow Shedrick Jackson to be the number two and number three receiver. That's that's where he should be in an offense. And well, he really improved. I thought he did some some, some good things, especially late down the stretch for Auburn. Uh, Javaris Johnson came on. I think he's a guy that can help you. And then you look at those young guys at wide receiver that are still developing and bring in three three I think pretty talented guys in this class as well. So can you find another veteran that can become a playmaker that's been through the the wars and understands the game? To me, if you if you could do that, then then you would have helped yourself on offense. Yeah, I think you're you know you're describing what would be a perfect scenario. I think for Auburn, given the current context of the roster, I think you're exactly right. There needs to be a number one. You need to get a number one receiver, and that's obviously that's easier said than done. Um, but a situation where a guy like a Shed Jackson's your number two, he was consistent down the stretch of the season. Um, gave you a lot in the in between game. Javarius Johnson's a big play guy. When he was healthy, he was really good. Um, this season, he'd be a good number three receiver. And then you've got plenty of depth behind them. Pick up two offensive linemen to go along with that. You're looking at, I think, a lot better of a situation than, um, you know, some of the some of the nightmare scenarios that Auburn fans, I think, were kind of conjuring up over the past few weeks um, would have told you. And so the step in the right direction now for Auburn, getting their guy um, to compete in the quarterback room um, should be a four-man quarterback competition. It'll be interesting to watch throughout the seasons at Calzada. So thanks so much to Jason for hopping on. Real quick, um, just to give a reaction here to the news of Calzada coming to Auburn. Appreciate everybody for listening to this edition of the Auburn Undercover Podcast. You guys liked it. Please leave us five-star review. And until next time, we'll catch you guys later. Everybody have a great rest of the week.